Welcome to Biblical Foundations, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Studies at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I'm your co-host, Jimmy Rowe, along with Dr. Andreas Kostenberger. Join us as we discuss issues in biblical scholarship for the church. Now let's uh, go on to another topic on which you've written widely and prolifically. I'm thinking here, of course, on the, the field of hermeneutics. Uh, you're the authors of, of the very uh, uh, successful and, 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 and widely used book, uh, Grasping God's Word. Uh, now in its is it third edition? About to be fourth. About to be fourth. <laughs> we, just, we just turned the fourth edition material in. Very good. So, yeah. There's, there's always new things that wrong. need to be updated. Uh, so I'd be very interested to know, uh, you may have uh, written about this, but what is the story behind that book? Uh, That's a great well, story. I think yeah, Danny, yeah. Danny, uh, okay, well, here's, here's, here's my side of the story, okay? Uh, so I was, I was teaching a hermeneutics class, okay, and I'm a Dallas Seminary graduate, so I got all this good Howard Hendricks stuff, right. okay? So I'm teaching that, but I'm trying to go a little beyond that in genre. And, and at the end of the year, student evaluations, they were just very harsh on the textbook, whatever textbook. And so I'd change textbooks and do another one and again, get negative. And, and the textbooks were either, we're teaching college students, okay? Yeah. So the textbooks were either uh, too low level, more Sunday school material, or they overshot it. They yeah. e immediately would go into the problems and not ever really show you how to how to mm -hmm. how to study the Bible. They assumed it you knew, yeah. especially for undergraduate. That's that's a that's tough. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. And so, so so I was going back and forth about that time. Then Scott, who I mean, I, I wasn't a published writer, so I didn't have the options of just doing things. Scott had already published this, this one intermediate, book. <laughs> his, his intermediate Greek the grammar, Greek but he yeah. had a contact with publishers. And so mm -hmm. Scott says, Hey, so let's write a, you know, let's write an inter book. And I said, Man, there's a million inter books out there. So who are we, you know, to write <laughs> yeah, the inter book? And, I've been there. Yeah. And, and, but Scott said, No, he said, uh, You know, we're, we're classroom professors and mm -hmm. we know how the classroom works and we know how to communicate, especially with, with, with college students. And so there's not a book out there in this yeah, niche I, that. Yeah. The book that came the closest was Fee and Stewart's how to read the Bible for all right. it's worth. But yeah. um, as wonderful as that book is, it, it doesn't move into the classroom with very practical how to instructions mm -hmm. for students. It's a little bit more uh, theoretical. So not enough pictures <laughs> and so you know and and so scott oh, he's got had a story this, about the pictures well, too well scott scott had the you know so he had the idea and then and he had the contacts okay with zondervan uh and so he said let's do it so so we started meeting you know how are we going to map this out which which analogy are we going to use now, what, we talked, what's our metaphor yeah you know? what's yeah. what's what's the metaphor and so a lot of people had the hermeneutical ladder you know and there were a lot of good metaphors sure. but the bridge we, and... we we ended up using this journey the the the, the interpretive journey and mm -hmm. and we we like the you know we like the uh, metaphor and it's worked it's worked pretty well uh, yeah. a funny story on that okay that's on the background <laughs> When we sent it off to to Zondervan, uh, I had just sketched up the the journey, mm -hmm. okay, with little stick figures. Yeah. Okay, here's their world. <laughs> Tried to make it look like a you know someone in Israel, and then the bridge and the mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, and did, so, did your son do that? Well, no, I, I offered oh, okay. it to him. I okay. said, why don't you draw us up a nice deal? You can be sure. famous, you know, and he was too busy. And he was in <laughs> high school, but a pretty good artist. Mm-hmm. So when we sent it off, we thought they would give this to an artist yeah. and, and fix it, make a yeah. nice deal. <laughs> Redo so, it. <laughs> so we were a little stunned when it came out in the first edition. Here's just my same, my same little stick figures. Okay, so, uh, and and the funny thing is, I don't know what all we could say here, but we, 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 I had I had the figure of the, you know, grasp the text in their world. That's where we start. Yeah. And so I tried to draw a guy in an Old Testament, you know, robe, robe you know? and mm-hmm. deal. Uh, but then when we go across the bridge in the New Testament, there's not any distinctive clothing. So all I had was a stick figure. Okay. So the first year we have it, our students being college students uh, ask who the are question, always, <laughs> you know, how, how come you lose your clothes when you go across the bridge? You know? so, so, this, so this was, you know, the, the input. So, oh, yeah. so finally about the third edition, yeah. we, we told, we, we found an artist. We, Zonovan got us a great artist and then <laughs> drew up a wonderful picture, you know, yeah. for that journey. And so finally we got it where we like it. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean as an author, you just put something in as a placeholder, right? Oh, no, and, and you, then it's you yeah. assume the yeah. publisher will yeah. you know. cemented. <laughs> but you know, and for us, uh I think we were surprised at the success of the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh usually you're you know, for me, the first book yeah. has been by far the most successful thing I've ever written. Yeah. And so that's unusual, you know, for yeah. most for most sure. authors. And so Same it just here. hit a niche mm-hmm. that was, you know, practical, usable. Absolutely. Uh, evangelical, you know, yeah. has those presuppositions in it. And so we were just delighted. And even now we hear, uh, we had a group from China come, you know, this has been translated and mm-hmm. they're using it all over yeah. these groups in China and how popular it is. And yeah. I, I thought, well, how gratifying is that? You Absolutely. know, how, how, uh, how wonderful oh, is that to see? To see it's the, about as good as it gets as, yeah. as a teacher. And you can extend your, yeah, your teaching globally right far beyond your classroom yeah, yeah. and just stunned i think and humbling to think wow that this would would be a, mm-hmm. uh, that effective yeah. and would help that many folks so for people who have not read the book or are not familiar with it can you tell us just what the basic approach is that you're taking in it you already mentioned the interpretive journey but yeah the you know. journey begins um with their town which is we're asking students to look at what the Bible meant in its historical context. So look carefully Mm -hmm. at culture, background, Uh, don't jump, you know, immediately to our our lives and try to apply something when you don't really understand what it meant. And, and then we, um, you know, we really look carefully at the differences. We call it a river of differences between where those people lived and their culture and their setting and, and where we live. And I think understanding the differences can help you, um, you know, just avoid some critical mistakes that, Mm -hmm. that are sometimes committed. So you, you cross this river of differences with, with a bridge of Mm -hmm. theology, basically we call it the, for lack of a better term, the principalizing bridge. It's the bridge of theological mm-hmm. principles. Yeah. Um, and that's what is timeless in scripture. You know, that's what God has spoken to them, to us, to everyone. And then uh, once we once we uh, arrive at some kind of a theological truth or principle, we, we need to look around the rest of 
the Bible, the rest of Scripture, and make sure that we haven't just invented something that is not taught anywhere else in Scripture. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. you know, look carefully at this uh, this idea of biblical theology. How is this truth or theology represented elsewhere so that we don't distort it mm-hmm. or overemphasize it? And then from that point, we we move out into um, our world and we talk about how we live we live out uh, this truth. So it's uh, it's been very helpful, I think, to help for our students, giving them just a basic grasp of how to approach the Bible. Dan? And, mm-hmm. and the book's laid out pedagogically mm-hmm. more than necessarily strictly logically. We yeah. uh, we start off with how do you read the text carefully? And then after a while, we realized everybody has all these questions on translations. And so we moved the sure. translation chapter yeah. used to be back up to the front. Let's mm-hmm. get the, let's talk about translation. But then we talk about how do you how do you read carefully? And this is just in-depth Bible sure. study. And, and then the historical cultural. What about the role of the spirit? Some then we deal kind of with some theoretical things after. But first, we want to get them in the text. Let's read. Let's get in the text immediately. Start observing, observing, observing. Yep. Then we do some of the theoretical uh, things referring back to the journey. And then we get to applying all of that in different genres. And so now we do the New Testament first mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's easier. And we, so we start with, you know, the uh, epistle. So we, sure. you know, what, what's one of the easy, when is the river the narrowest? Okay. As far as the river yeah. of differences. Yeah. And so, and then we deal with what are the specifics of reading within that genre? So New Testament epistles, gospels, uh, Acts, Revelation, and then we move yeah. into the Old Testament again and just go by genres, Old Testament narrative, you know, the prophets, what about poetry, the poetic literature in wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so then we're, we're, we're using the analogy of a card game, uh, even though we're Baptists, okay, we can still <laughs> use that. But, Careful but you know, the cards have, you know, different meanings based on the game. What are the rules, the rules yeah. of the game? That's just a common analogy others have used. We're not, we're not the first, but, and to realize each of those genres, you've got different, you've got some different rules you have to be aware of, 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 of how this is playing out. So we start with a very easy, let's get in the text, get students mm-hmm. engaged immediately with seeing things by reading carefully. And then we get at, towards the end, here's how you apply that in each of these different biblical genres. Many of the textbooks that I, mm-hmm. that I used is throughout my educational experience would, would talk about theory what seemed like forever, and then finally at the very end, they would they mm-hmm. would have a chapter or two about how you actually do this. Right. So we've yes. we've really changed that a lot. I think. Oh, absolutely. And, and the other thing is is maybe it's not novel, but we have a section at the end on writing an exegetical paper, mm-hmm. and people are often shocked to hear we teach this. Uh, it's used a wide range. I mean, grasping God's words used in seminaries, used in colleges, mm-hmm. it's even used in some high schools. So it's mm-hmm. a huge yep. range. We teach it to freshmen, but we make them write an exegetical paper. And so we've got the guidelines at the end in the appendix. <laughs> here's how to here's how to write this yeah. exegetical paper. And so we assign it. We we give them a, a, cha- a paragraph in Ephesians, and make them write that. You know, to finalize the class, you pull it all together with this with a formal exegetical paper. Uh, I think that's just so helpful. I think anybody listening who's teaching hermeneutics themselves, uh, just to get your thinking behind the book that you've written, you know, why you you sequenced it that way. Uh, just a great text for the classroom. I think one thing I'd be curious about is uh, 
because I had to ask myself the same question. What is your goal as teachers of hermeneutics? Uh, you know, what are you hoping to accomplish in the lives and, you know, minds of your students? Yeah, you can chime in, Scott, because yeah, sure. we'll have a little different, uh, mm -hmm. but overlapping perspectives. Yeah. You know, we want, we want to show them how to study scripture. Uh, a lot of our students come in, they love the Lord, they love the word of God, they just don't know how. Yeah. And so we want to give them some, an approach. How, how, do you, how do you go about it? How mm -hmm. do you get in? What are you looking for? How do you pull this together? And so we're trying to give them a technique and some method for how this also builds excitement and they're more likely to read it more and study it more, so more likely to be a big mm -hmm. part of their life. I mm -hmm. think that's one of the main, the primary things we're yeah. trying to do is to, in their individual lives to be able to read and appreciate. But then at the next level, we want them to do it accurately. You know, we want them to realize that there's things in the context, that the, there's an authorial intention here right. in the text. We talk about that as well. Our goal is not to dream up a meaning, but to find the meaning God has put mm -hmm. in the text. So accuracy is another is another mm -hmm. level of, of what we're trying to what we're trying right. to create realizing we're teaching this not just to ministry majors but we're teaching it across the curriculum uh, to all students so we want they're going to be church members and we want them to be able to look at a text and and have a good feel for what that mm -hmm. what that text means wherever it is in the bible yeah mm -hmm. we don't want their faith just to be a derivative faith we want it to be something that's uh you know primary to them. Uh, I teach a class on spiritual formation. It's really a biblical theology of mm -hmm. the Christian life, more mm -hmm. or less. And mm -hmm. I tell students, uh, bad theology hurts people and good theology helps people. And so in the yeah. end, you know, we do all of this exegetical work. Um, we learn how to do it well because it, it makes your relationship with the Lord better. It makes your life better. Um, it, mm -hmm. It's just better. Yeah. Um, and you know, not that it's easier, yeah. but it's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we want these, you know, we want habits of reading and interpreting. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell the students from now on the rest of your life, whether someone's speaking on a topic or you're in church and your pastor is speaking on a passage, your eyes ought to be running up the page to see what the paragraph before is saying. And you ought to be running down the page <laughs> to that. see what the paragraph uh, after was saying. Habits. And now you've got an immediate context, pretty clear context of which you can, and we'll clear up about 75% of misinterpretations yeah. just by reading up the page and down sure. the page and putting yeah. it in that that context. Yeah. And I think something that we all pretty much presuppose, but just as we uh, wrap this up, you know, just to articulate it explicitly, of course, uh, hermeneutics is so important because we're dealing with God's word and, and he deserves a very best, you know, uh, thinking of Second uh, Timothy 2.15, uh, be diligent, yeah. right? Absolutely. To, to, uh, to um, to uh, be a, a workman, a worker who uh, stands before God as one who's approved, who will not need to shrink back in shame at the final judgment is the way I, I take that. So we are really responsible before God and accountable mm -hmm. to him for how we interpret his uh, holy word. And, and the early chapters where they're doing observations and we're trying to get them to see all of these observations. And I have a little scoring sheet. Yeah. where I will either give them a steak or a hamburger or mashed potatoes <laughs> or pizza, a hot dog, okay, or down to mashed potatoes. Yeah. Baby food. Yeah, baby food's <laughs> at the bottom, okay? And often I'll start the class off with right. that. I'll bring in both pizza and baby food and say, well, you know, you want some pizza when they come up, I give them baby yep. food. 
And I'll use that analogy to say this, this happens all across the country sometimes. People are coming in wanting something substantive, but they're, they're just getting baby food. And so you're, you know, the challenge is this, like you said, it's the yeah. word of God. This yeah. is, we want, we want the serious meat. We want you eating the yeah. serious food and not just settling for the baby food. Well, oh, that's, this is part of loving God with our minds. It yeah. goes back to the great yeah. commandment. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a delightful conversation. And uh, I think our listeners now will see why some of your writings are so popular because you're, able to communicate them uh, in a way that people see the the practical uh, relevance and uh, uh, it's been a stimulating conversation on on uh, such a vital topic thank you very much and, and best wishes to both of you well, and thank your, you so much for, yeah, inviting thank you for us having us here god bless you Thank you for joining us today at Biblical Foundations. For more information, please visit the Center for Biblical Studies at Midwestern at cbs.mbts.edu. For further resources, please also visit biblicalfoundations.org. Please join us again next time at the Biblical Foundations podcast.